Yeah, man, this is your boy, Lita Johnson. How's everybody doing? The host of the Follow Leader Podcast, and I'm excited because I've been waiting. Listen, Matthew Colangelo, shout out. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to Eric Watkins. I got to start saying this every radio. Shout out, Eric Watkins, my guy. Yo, Ross Pennypacker, Matthew Colangelo, let's talk about you. Listen, I love these coaches. I got to meet y'all more on the field. I love these guys. Ola Adams, Sean Devine, my boy Pagan. Yo, Nathan Pagan and Ola might be, but Ross does such a good job, whatever talent he has. So, 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 but Pagan and Ola, man. Mark is the big honcho. He's Teflon Don, all right? I think him and Jay Wright get the haircut at the same all he gotta do is start wearing his suits. <laughs> Yo, Mark, Mark, man, he's serious with it. I love he got his with his credit. He's just do. I'm so excited for Mark Ferranti, man. I'm happy for him. Keep Mark Ferranti here, ageless, timeless. Keep him. Perfect substitution. Perfect substitution. I mean, perfect for Andy Talley. And the time he retires, you understudy. Now, this just in, okay? I just wanted to get some things off my chest. Um, I just want to talk solely on the lines right now. Let's go to Paul Gratton, who I just feel like is an NFL guy, whether he's drafted or not. It's real hard for FCS linemen to get that draft status, but it's real easy for FCS guys to get those contracts afterwards. Let me tell you something. FCS guys are are the ones that they go for more hard as undrafted. They get contracts, good good hefty, not not million like they get good contracts for undrafted free agents. Especially offensive linemen. And I think Grant's one of those guys. I mean, Kofi Apia, this guy's good. MJ Dumas. I love this, you know, that three guys. You're going to see them turn up the juice. They are. They just. They, I think they're going to be like more, and I think a lot of bad tastes in the mouth about the Southeast Louisiana. I think it was a bad, I, th- I think that line is pissed. Just off last year, the, the, them doing so good for the running backs, and they're like, we're, we're, we're even better. We're even better. We didn't want to finish like that. This line is Listen, it's becoming so deep, and you got to look at who they're recruiting. You know, for FCS recruits, I mean, you can get guys, and but you're in the FCS, you're not in the FBS, all right? Of course, there's that doesn't mean the guy's more talented. That just means there's a criteria that's judged. And for FCS recruits, this is an unbelievable talented line. Listen, I'm loving it. I love talent. I love players. I love I love um, quality and quantity. And it's just so many. All right, let's just start with the starters. I want to give the starters their just due. I want to focus. Okay, um, Matt Mazza, Colin Gamrock. Hey, these guys are good. I think they're the best line in the F. You know why? Because when the number one rusher goes out and you see the difference in yards and impact, you give Covington a hole. What does he do? Look at his numbers. But then you give Barley, Jackson, and um, 
Barley Jackson. I'm so we, we won't talk about we'll talk about that in another podcast on how this big. But look what they did for that. If anybody should be scared, it should be defensive linemen and linebackers, like because once the hole is open, those guys you could t- it's a great enough hole to where the explosion is great. They can get over short yardage play. This is a good line. You know, Apia is just a guy that's hard to really get around. You know, he's a strong guy. He has some athletic ability. He worked hard. He got to where he's at. Matt Mazza was recruited for a reason because he's good. <laughs> he's good. Like Colin Gam- then you got, um, you know, Colin Gamroff doing what he does. Just a good line. All around good line, man. You see so much talent on that line. And then you have to look at other guys. Now, like Mazza, Mazza and Gamroff and Gratton open up that. You see where they rush at? That middle is so strong. And then when Daniel Smith is on the field, the, 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 the guys that tackle is just like... Like, what do you do with guys like MJ Dumas? What do you do? MJ Dumas opens up the middle. You got Nick Torres. Like, those guys, I'm, I'm focusing on those six linemen because Nick Torres is another beast. But you still forget about James Petrovic, who if they put him in there, he's still going to, it's not like they're going to miss a beat. If you put Billy Hambrook, who to me is my most, it's still my favorite lineman on the whole, like talent-wise, on the ceiling level. He's just such a monster. But so is Nick Torres. He's a big guy. It's hard to move. If any time somebody goes down, I don't think a beat is missed, really. Michael Corby's another guy to look at that I, I really have a lot of uh, a lot of confidence in. He has some talent. I don't think he's as good as the other guys, but I think he can get there. I just think that Colangelo does a good job and grooming good talent. All you got to do is have athletic ability is big in Villanova, so you got to see that. But Gratton's going to have – see, it's going to turn into a dominant line. I feel like they was real good to the point of being elite. But when you're dominant and elite, to me, I, I classify, I separate the two. Because you can be elite, right? You can be elite coming out of high school. But when you finally get on the field and dominate, it's a different story, man. You can be elite and walk off the field and not even dominate. They just know you're great. You know you're doing your thing. But to dominate is different. Okay, let's talk about Let's talk about football. Lamar Jackson dominated. He just really did. We get Mahomes one, he dominated. Okay? But Carson Wentz is elite. Um Deshaun Watson's elite. Okay, um Russell Wilson's elite. But Jackson, it's just a difference. It's a difference. I just think this line is a unit. They're so close. The brotherhood in this line makes them even better because they're all going to challenge each other. That's why I say when you look at um, who's going to start, I'm thinking it still goes Colin Gamroth and uh, MJ Dumas and Apia Torres. 
and Grattan. I could be wrong, you know, I could be wrong, but I think that goes, it just goes to that, that core, that core unit. You know, you got to keep that size, the tackle positions, you got to keep that toughness in the inside and experience, and then you got the big man, the leader, Grattan. Grattan can, can really play guard, he can play center. He's a versatile guy. I really think he gets drafted. He might be a six-round pick. I think that happens. Um, could go up, but right now I see six-round pick because of the way, you know, FCS. Until you see FCS guys move up, it really is a, unless they're like, you know, skill position guys like receivers or running backs. You know, guys like Westbrook, you know, they tend to break out. But you always got to wait to the combine. You always got to wait to what's seen. Now, um, if I talk about certain guys... They got a New York offensive lineman, 6'4", 300. He's raw, and he's big, and he can – I'm really interested to see where he goes. I mean, he's a talented guy. I mean, he's not getting no guys out of nowhere that's just not nothing. Timote, as if I'm saying that right, Adjaro Tutu, you look at this guy's tape, look at how he plays, and look how hard he is to move. He's strong upper body. Makes it hard for pass rushers to really get around him. And see, you're going to see if guard or tackle is his position, but this guy can develop into something. You know, he really can. And then you look at Jake Picard. Jake Picard is the, was the prize offensive lineman out this whole class. He was a target from the from the get-go. He's going to really be a type of guy, wherever they put him at. I think he could, I mean, from center to, to tackle to guard. I mean, I just really think that the class before that, you get Billy Hambrook, you get Wyatt Humble, and Jaden Rowling. Jaden Rowling is another big... He, if you talk about one guy, Ethan Greenridge is who he reminds me of, I mean, for real. And then Wyatt Humble is another talented offensive lineman who you got to watch. Like, you could put him at tackle. He's 6'6", a very good... That's two good tackles in Jaden Rowling and Wyatt Humble that you could have developed their back with Nick Torres. And, you know, you got guys like... Uh, uh, Timote, Timotepe, you know, I call him Timmy. Um, this, I mean, you look at this tape, man. I think with him and Billy Hambrook, I mean, you're just looking at that guy with Picard. These are guys that can really protect your inside. It's kind of amazing to see that type of talent in these, in these next two classes. Then in this class... Like, oh, my God, you got uh, Steve Ain, Walteri, and then you get now Eric Bacchus, Ian Erickson, and Steven Volteri. Now, that Steve Ain, Volteri, that's 6'5", 285, athletic. Eric Bacchus is a bullish, bullish player, and Ian Erickson is another good player so you're looking at these guys uh, Erickson is going to be a good another 6-6 guy he'll be another good talented guard a guy that can I mean I'm just talking I was just talking about Wyatt Hummel I was just talking about Jaden Rollins now you get Erickson do you see how built the tackle position could be Steve Ain Volteri is another guy that could play tackle um, Eric Bacchus is a guy I see as a guard. I think Steve Ain could play guard too, but I think he's more of a tackle just the way he is. He's long, athletic. And, and this is what we're talking about. I just think that the talent level just on that field, who could play guard, I think Bacchus could play guard. Um, I think Picard could play guard. 
I mean, not not guard, excuse me, center. Bacchus, and it could all play center. I think Hamburg could play center. But I think you would want him to be a guard. Open up those holes. Him and Bacchus both could be unbelievable guards. And I think Picard would be a great center. Mazza can also play center. He's just got a lot of different elements. And they're all ready to play. looking there so much and it's like then you got guys coming you know you got um running back still that's gonna be there like barley and td so you're gonna need guys that are are ready to step up ready to to, to lead the future and i think they're ready people forgetting about matt Calatuano, uh who's coming good all-purpose back can use him in space you got guys that have to be athletic like that in order to make this happen. Picard is a guy that can be in a lot of places. You could put him so many places. Wyatt Hummel and, and Jaden Rowling are two guys I see that can just step in and impact right away. Stephen Volteri was a great pickup. Ian Erickson was a great pickup. But when you go and get Bacchus, who I still think, listen, if you want to put him at center, you want to put Hamburger at center, yeah. I mean, these guys, good hands, good technique. Running backs and, and quarterbacks that come to play Villanova should know that you're playing, you won't get manhandled or mauled. You're going to have the best chance to succeed. And and it wasn't like this three years ago. It wasn't like this when they brought in Damone Drew and Forrest Ryan and Kyle McGlowski. It wasn't like this, the, the, the next recruiting class after that. But the next two recruiting classes has kind of turned different. It really has turned different. As far as the line, like, they've really focused on loading up. And I think they see they got so many weapons on offense, and Bolden sees it. I think Colangelo, and, 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 and you know, he did a great job. I just think Ferranti is, is starting to blueprint what he wants to do and the rotation of his talent for the future. Who's going to step up next? I think he's already pinpointed that out. Now, we want to talk more on, on, on that note. We'll come back to the line. I want to talk about the defensive line. C.J. Presley is one guy I want to start with because he's one of those guys they, they came in to get, who I think out of Philly, very talented guy. Now, Malik Fisher to, and, and Jared Nelson are the leaders of this line. You know, you got other guys who, who want to step up. You got Fallon. Peter Fallon, you got guys who are going to step up. But there are other guys coming. Like Aaron, I think Aiden Howard immediately gets time. This guy is something. He's a game changer in there. He's a game changer. I really love that commit when they got um, Aiden Howard. Then you look around and you see other guys um, coming in there. Jake Green is an unbelievable commit. Jesus. Abina Noah Bodu is another guy who um, 
Another, you just get it out of nowhere. Like, I didn't know what was going on. When he came up, I didn't know much about him until he committed. And I looked him up, and I just said, how do you get a talent like this? They're on their P's and Q's. You won't, see, FCS recruiting doesn't get as, you can get more under-the-radar guys and go and get your guy before somebody knows because everybody in the FBS is hunting after the same people. It's all one pot. So somebody can snatch a recruit quick in the FBS recruiting the FCS. And Villanova does a good job of looking at recruits and keeping them under wraps. All of a sudden, he comes out, Obina comes out of nowhere. And this guy, and Jay Green is an impact guy right away. But this guy, as he, as he develops, he's going to become something good, something special in it. Like, this line, is, it, it wasn't like this at all, man. I mean, it was some good guys and some adequate quality players, but not like this. And I like Obina. I really want to see how he develops. I'm really anxious to see how him, you know, how he develops and how Stephen Valtteri on the offensive line develops. Because these guys have good raw uh, potential. And, and Penny Packer and Michelangelo are up to something. Like, they got some guys now. Um, you look at what Garrett Zobel did. You look at what Malik Fisher is doing. You look what Jared Nelson is at. On this defensive line, you look at what Jalen Howard has yet to bring to the table. This is a guy everybody's forgetting about. Jalen Howard, I'm excited about this guy. I mean, he's a talent. And and they do a good job of developing and letting guys sit back. But him and C.J. Presley are the two guys I'm like, okay, ever since Lorenzo Hernandez left, now it's like, okay, who's next? I think those two guys are going to look at Presley will be a good defensive tackle. You're sitting there with Jared Nelson and Garrett Zobel, three guys that can attack the inside. They've never had this type of talent since I've been doing this. Since they, the Damone Drew players came in is when I was looking at the recruiting. And I haven't seen that type of depth in the inside at all. The inside is big. They, you know, they got some guys on the outside, but the inside has never been this talented. They really got some guys that can rotate. Now let's also look at Malik Fisher over one part. Okay, it's going to be something to see who starts. What do they do there? How do they do that? Is it Jared Nelson on the defensive end? Is it Malik Fisher with Fallon? Or do you put Garrett Zobel with Nelson and Fisher? I think that's the line. I think that should be it. Zobel just really proved who he is. And then you got Aiden Howard with Jay Green and Obina. I, they have a chance. Okay, if you put Fisher with Nelson, because Nelson's just a, a, a manhandler. He has good, strong arms. I just think he's real hard to guard once he fires off. Once he wants the ball to snap, he's coming straight at you. He's always that type of player. Malik Fisher is just a, you know he's the dog of the whole line. And now you got a Garrett Zobel. You want those three guys in there. You got you can have Presley backing up. And then I think Aiden Howard will get that one position. And then it's Jay Green. I think that's the three. And I think that's dangerous. Then you got Jalen Howard. Right there. I think him and J.J. Green, we'll see what happens. I, I can't just say Jake Green takes it, but that's a good battle. That's a real damn good battle to look at. And you still got Obina in there. They have a real deep, talented defensive line there, and I'm real anxious to see what happens. And they're steady going after guys. Miguel Jackson as an offer. Watch out. After Jordan Landato committed to Temple, shout out to Jordan Landato, um, Miguel Jackson was a great offer. 
Bryce Stansfield, good offers. So they're still looking for other guys to add to that. I, I've been wanting that defensive line. Out of all the positions, that's probably the one. And the next one was the offensive line. But that was probably the one position I was like, they got to get bigger, more athletic, more talented, more raw, more potential on their line. And they have. I'm really interested to see how people grow. Who do I think becomes the next talented guy like Malik Fisher? I think it's Aiden Howard. He just That was just a great pickup. They had been targeting him for a long time. And they got him. I think that was a great get. I think that was just a real hard-fought get. I mean, if they would have lost Howard, that's the equivalent of them losing Landato. That's how good Landato would have been, you know, on this line. But then you get Jay Green. Jay Green is an impacting player. You put him on your football field. I see things happening with Jay Green. Like, he's a he, he's another exciting guy to look at. You know, the, the raw guy, I think, is Obina, and I think he's still going to be a contributor, a big contributor. He's just going to have to wait his turn. Jalen Howard, I can't wait to see what he does. All these guys are hungry. Ross Pennypacker has now a, 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 a whole assortment of beasts on their defensive line. And let's go to the offensive, the offensive line. Back there, I just want to say that, you know, this offense is going to be doing, a, has a lot of weapons around it. So, with guys on the, on, on the tackle spot, like Opia and Torres, that would really allow, I mean, them coming back after another year, they're just going to be two guys that are going to just be a very good, solid tackle spot. You got Gamroth, you got Gratton, and you got Dumas. That inside is more even elite than the tackles to me. I, I just see they looking at what the running game is done. But then you look at the blind side of Smith, he's always able to maneuver in the pocket because of the, the tackles. And then waiting in the trenches, when you got certain talent that's sitting there looking at these guys develop, they learn from the eye test of looking at other offensive linemen break out. So when we're talking Nova football, that's what we're talking about. Um, one thing I want to throw in there, Miles Cross, on July 14th, he'll be committing. Who do I think? I think he's a Villanova Wildcat. Jason Henderson, that's a bigger guess right there. You know, Syracuse has been doing a super job, but I think we'll see what happens. You know, he likes Villanova. He puts them high. He has them in the top schools. Uh, you know, his top seven came out. He's a very, uh, you get him, like, you already have Josh Slay in them back there. It's just a good get. Uh, Martin Lucas, another guy. Now, see, a lot of teams want him as a linebacker, but 6'2", 245, Nova sees him as a running back. And he, they made the, uh, the top six for uh, Martin Lucas, who recruiting is still open. But that's a big get when you get a guy, 245, 250. He, he reminds me of LeGarrette Blunt running the ball. And he's an athlete. A lot of people want him for linebacker. He's a very strong athlete. I have um, top schools coming out on the Nova football update coming soon. Um, it's just real. Nova, if you look at the recruiting from two years ago, the last two recruiting classes, the hype of these classes 
Now it's 2021. From 2019 to 2021 has been a big growth in the recruiting of Villanova football. It's different. It's hype. It's in here. It's big. And they are one of those. You look at it. You look at North Dakota, South Dakota, James Madison. So many guys. Villanova is one of the powerhouse FCS schools. All they had to do was start winning. Once they had their win, and you saw what Daniel Smith could do, and Covington could do, and Hodge could do, and Herrick and Hyatt could do, and Jackson could do, and the line can do, and the defense collectively, which has to get better. I just feel like the defense, a lot of games, they gave the game up. And I'm going to say this on Villanova Radio, the defense, a lot of games, they just gave it up. An offense shouldn't have to battle back all the time. But once the defense becomes complete and really solidifies itself, then Villanova can beat North Dakota anybody. They, if people are looking at North Dakota's success like, oh, they can't be beat by Nova, you haven't paid attention to football. Nova is talented as hell now. Their offense was high, high like electric. And, and then the defense showed so many good signs of some good players to come in a good future. It just got inconsistent. And if you look at it, a lot of new players had to kick in from the linebackers to the secondary. They had to carry it. People got hurt. People had to carry it. I just waxed Elijah Glover. People had to break in. After Black got hurt, that was a hit. That was a hit. So it's going to be something, y'all. Um, I, I wanted to you know, update y'all on the offensive line and defensive line. I just think I'm excited about especially defensive line. Because I saw the offensive line this year getting good and starting to get, but the defensive line has to get better. Uh, great job by the coaches getting talent on here. Great job by how they coached them. But it's just the players, and it's the timetable. They just need to develop, and I think they will. They just got too much talent on that defensive line now. They got enough talent where people can impact. I think Fisher gets 10 sacks. I think Zobel can get almost 10 sacks. I think he can get seven. I just think he's that good. I remember when they recruited him, I said, great pickup. Jared Nelson can get you about five sacks. Four or five. You bring Aiden Howard or, 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 or Jalen Howard or Jay Green or C.J. Presley, they all will be pressure. I just can't wait to see how they all feed off each other. This defensive line is a, is a big question for me. We got to see. Uh, and linebacker is more of a question, but defensive line, I'm putting pressure on this line. I'm really expecting a lot. Out of this defensive line. I'm respecting not let people run like that. Especially with, with people like Zobel. And and Nelson. And Presley on this line. And Howard on this line. And Jay. Like these are good run stoppers. Jalen Howard is another guy. People are forgetting about the talent of this guy. It's just time to see what happens. Alright so I'm out of here y'all. Lita Johnson once again on the Follow the Sports Podcast. Little Nova Radio Man. I'm out. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. I'm out, y'all.